Hello, I'm Dr Karen Horridge. I'm a disability paediatrician in South Tyneside and Sunderland in North East England and Associate Editor with Developmental Medicine and Child Neurology. And today uh, we're talking about that important stage of the journey, which is transition and why identification of each and every need matters. And I'd like to introduce my good friend, Maureen Morris, who will say a little about herself and her daughter, her daughter's journey and um, her experience of the Care Pathways project. Hello, my name is Maureen Morris and I am the mother of a young lady who is now currently 28 and has been under Karen's care for uh, a large part of that 28 years. But I'm also a member of Sundon Parent Carer Forum, which is a group of parents who voluntarily work with other parents to get their views to discuss with local services and health services and education services. In addition to that, I was also chair of the national organisation where of all the Parent Carer Forums. So I was working right across England England um, doing this a similar sort of thing with again with a group of volunteers. Sunderland Parent Carer Forum became involved in this teen project uh, with Karen at her uh, request because we wanted to make sure that it captured everything that was bothering parents or was worrying parents about the journey of transition. Transition is a very difficult time as a family, as a parent, because you have a lot of transitions that all take place with age regarding their education, their social care and their health. With this project, the health one was taken care of because I knew what was going to happen. Caitlin, my daughter, has a number of conditions. She has, she is autistic, she has a learning disability and she also has hereditary spastic paraplegia. All of these things came at different times and all of them have been addressed and looked at by the paediatric team that she was with at that time. And all of that information has been passed to the appropriate um, medical needs that she has got when she became 18. I wish something similar could have happened to all of her childhood stuff that was going on for social care, but that's another story. She does not have the capacity to make those complex decisions herself. So I needed to be able to do those on her behalf. And translate them in a way that she can understand them so that she is actually giving consent to everything that she does and is being done to her for her um, but and I needed to do that in an open and transparent way so I'm not being seen as misleading it which again is something that is done with the paediatric team as well that they can confirm that I am not locking her up in a darkened room and, and doing what I say that she, you know, she's doing what I say she wants. But she is a, a people pleaser. She, so she would always try and give you an answer that she thought that you wanted, not necessarily what she does uh, want. So that's how I became involved in this and its project. She is currently living independently in supported accommodation and she has recently become engaged and is living the life that she wants to live as well. Part of the transitions that we have to do in, in this country and in this area is with her education, she goes from school to something else. So there was a number of transitions to do with that. So that was a time of turmoil for her because she needed to make decisions and people wanted her to make these decisions quickly and she needed time to process those. So trying to slow that down and make sure that she's got everything that she needs. She goes from children's social care to adult social care a very different regimen, although it's still part of the same uh, local authority. But again, it's meeting different people who have got different needs, 
different criteria for the services that she was going to be getting. And in terms of finance, whereas all of her finance has been dealt with by me before, she was changed from her disability living allowance, which you get when you're under the age of 16, to a personal independent payment, which you get from 16 to death. Um, if you are eligible for it. And again, different criteria. I do all of these on her behalf as her appointee, but she does have the capacity to make sure that what she spends is what she wants it to be spent on. I just have to make sure that there's enough money there for her to be able to do that, (laughs) which there never is. Her health transition was, she is registered with a GP and so her general medical health was dealt with that way. She was also on the learning disability register, which meant that she was getting an annual health check uh, from the age of 14 onwards and was also eligible for a flu jab. That was controlled by her GP and I knew that was going to be controlled by her GP, but the backup was the paediatric service because we were still coming regularly with, with that to the backup service to be able to make sure that that report that goes back to my GP covered that as well. So that was always covered. And and she has changed from one GP to another GP. And I'm pleased to say that these are still all carrying forward as well. Not only that she is eligible for them, but that reasonable adjustments that are needed for her to participate in in a consultation are also all noted as well because of the services that were done for paediatrics, that repetition of things that needed to be done. Because of her, her autism and her learning disability, she was registered with the Learning Disability Service as well and Karen's colleague in adult service as well and she was seen by him. She has never been discharged from that service but we haven't used that service for a a number of years because there have been no issues and there doesn't need to be any issues but I can go back to them if required. With her spastic paraplegia, she's had a number of operations, the last of which was around about three years old. And we've been extremely fortunate that she's had the same consultant every time. And again, that service is there from children's services to adult services, the same person. She doesn't go into the children's ward anymore, she goes into an adult's ward. But for example, her last operation, she was over the age of 18. Her surgeon would not do it unless it was guaranteed that she could be in a single room and I would be able to stay because it wasn't an urgent operation that she needed, just needed to be done. So it was arranged around that. So she was in a private room and I was being able to stay and all of the nurses knew exactly what was on her hospital plan. That sort of level of certainty was one less thing as a family for me to to worry about and for me to be able to explain to her what was going on. This is not a service that's replicated across the country, I'm um, I'm afraid. And I know of families who have been cut out of things or not told things or left in limbo when their child reaches 18, particularly around those who have perhaps got capacity to be able to do. They, as a parent, are shut out of things. They may have capacity to say yes or no, that this is what they want to happen, but they don't necessarily have the full understanding. And because this teen project has been all the way through with us, those questions are asked. We can we can say, wait a minute, what about or um, have you thought of this or whatever? And we've got we've done it with a number of, of reasons. And the project has done it so that every family knows where they're information is going to to whom it is going and who it's in the most appropriate place the majority of which is with their local GP a very very small number are going on a pathway for end of life care and some like my daughter are going on to adult services which are as and when required 
and that that makes a huge difference but even if you just go to your GP which sounds awful and I don't mean any disrespect to GPs all of the groundwork has been done when they were in children and it most of the time, those things don't change. And if it, if it's something that's changed, then there is an easy way of getting them into, into an appropriate person as an adult as well. Well, thank you ever so much, Maureen, for talking to me today. Thank you for your co-production in this important project. And we hope that others will be interested in reading our report, uh, which they can access via the editorial. So thank you for your time today. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you.